All right, man. So we're back with uh, you know, another day. Um, in today's episode, man, I'm just going to be sharing some of my devotional plans that I've had the privilege to create, um, through Uversion. And if you guys are not familiar with who Uversion is, um, they are uh, the creators of the uh, Bible app. You know, the most downloaded Bible app across the world. Um, I have the privilege of being able to create different type of plans and write for them. And, you know, it's just a blessing to know that I'm uh, spreading the word of God and helping others out there in the world. But uh, I wanted to share one of my devotional plans. I wanted to share one of my uh, one of my devotional plans that I created uh, a while back. And it was actually titled Cloudy Thoughts. And um, what this devotional plan is about, um, it's basically talking about, you know, when the enemy tries to attack us. And so, you know, we're just going to dive right into that. Um, I'm going to try to read the whole thing and hoping you guys can get just some helpful uh, information and, and just draw closer to God. And I'm just hoping that it can help you, you know, when it's all said and done. So the enemy will use anything to take us away from being in God's presence. He tries to fill our minds with negative thoughts that 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 makes us begin to think we believe we aren't good enough and don't deserve the goodness of God's promises. In this devotional, you will receive and see how God thinks about us, how he views us, and what we should do when the enemy tries to attack us. So let's get into day one. So, our minds are always thinking. There are days when it seems like we have an overflow of thoughts we can't control. We may be dealing with one problem that can begin to turn into other problems. One thing the enemy is great at is attacking our minds. The enemy constantly tries to get us to believe we aren't good enough, and he wants us to believe we're not deserving of God's blessings and love. What if I told you everything the enemy says about you is a lie? So I want us to take a look at 1 Peter 5, 8-9. Peter gives Christians a list of instructions on how we should live. He urges us to stay clear-minded and pay attention to what is happening in our lives and the world. He encourages us to be alert because the devil wants to cause harm to us for the rest of our lives. Our place in, in the kingdom is secure. The devil knows and understands he can't take that away from us, but he would do anything to waver our faith and trust in God. We must stand firm and have strong faith when the enemy attacks. Trust in God's promises. So let's, I just want to do some reflection, and this is my question to you all. And you, I just want you to answer this uh, to yourself or write it down, whatever you may do. What promises of God can you reflect on when the enemy tries to attack your mind? What promises of God can you reflect on when the enemy tries to attack your mind? And here's a prayer for you all. Lord, I pray for strength when my mind begins to wander into negative places and thoughts. I'm sorry, Wanda. I pray that I can trust and have faith in the promises you have made and will keep. Help me live in humility and seek you daily. In Jesus' name, amen. And here's a scripture from 1 Peter 5. It says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that all your family of remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. So day two, 
we get into it. And we're talking about peace in this uh in day two of this devotional. And it starts off saying, one thing we should all experience is the peace of God. Peace is a gift from God and something we should cherish every day. Our minds, bodies, and spirits rest when we have peace. One thing that can easily destroy our peace is worry. Worry is one of the most used things by the enemy. Once he gets you to worry, the enemy knows that you have given him access to your mind and thoughts. Our attitudes begin to change when we worry. Doubt begins to creep in. We start to let the smallest of things affect us. The enemy is constantly working to take us away from God's presence and our relationship with him. So we must stay rooted in scripture and live in God's peace. Take up your shield of faith. Seek God diligently. Cast your cares to God. Remember the promises of God. And remember that God is faithful. In Philippians 4, 6-8, it is a perfect scripture for when we begin uh, to have word. God has given us very simple instructions when dealing with difficult times. Prayer and practice. I'm going to say it again. Prayer and practice. The more we pray, the more we become in God's presence. The more we practice, the more we begin to experience the peace of God. Our faith increases. The doubt and fear begin to go away. We must rely on God because if we don't, we will begin to carry a burden that isn't meant for us to carry. God works for our greater good, so get in the presence of God now. Here's just some more reflection that you can ask yourself. What can you stop worrying about in your life that you haven't allowed God to handle? I want you all to ask yourself that. What can you stop worrying about that you haven't let God handle? And another one is, what can you use from Philippians 4, 6-8 that can be applied to specific areas in your life? And here's a prayer. Lord, help me to fix my eyes on what is honorable and right. Help me think about the things in my life that are worthy of your praise and give you glory. Cover my body in your armor so, so, so I'm equipped for the war the enemy has ahead. I stand on your promises, Father God, for you will never leave me or forsake me. I can stand tall with my head high, knowing that your unconditional love will drive away all my worries. In Jesus' name, amen. And here's a scripture from Philippians 4, verse 6. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Jesus Christ. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. That's good right there, man. I'm hoping this stuff is helping y'all. I'm hoping this stuff is really, really helping y'all, man. So we go on to the next day. As Christians, we must live a life of wanting to help and serve others. And putting others before ourselves shows that we are willing to sacrifice our desires and wants to live as Jesus did. To live as Jesus did. If we constantly think about ourselves and not others, it can lead to a life of endless pain, sin, and hatred. Believe it or not, when the enemy can see we are always thinking about ourselves before others, he will use it to his advantage. The enemy doesn't just use your hardships or circumstances to attack. Your way of thinking is a gateway for the enemy to get through you. Being selfish, seeking revenge, and having hatred towards others should never be your way of thinking. 
Romans 12 verse 21 tells us not to be overcome by evil, but to overcome evil by doing good. It is simply telling us to give back, be a helping hand in someone's life, serving your community, serving your church, be a light in someone's life because you never know what your words or actions can do for someone. Acts of love, kindness, and generosity are some things we should try thinking about and practicing as we continue to live a life of goodness. And here's another reflection moment. Think about a moment when you show acts of goodness and ask yourself how it made you feel after doing so. What are some ways or places you can start serving God in others? I'm going to leave that for you all to answer. What are some ways or places you can start serving God in others? And here's a quick prayer. Lord, from this moment forward, I will serve others in spiritual goodness to the best of my abilities. Help me to think of others before thinking of myself. Fill my heart with kindness, love, words of encouragement, and generosity. Help me live for the good of others instead of myself. Amen. Going on to the next. Oh, oh, sorry. Here's a scripture. I apologize. Romans 12, verse 21. Don't let evil conquer you. But conquer evil by doing good. Now we're going on to the next day. We're almost done, folks. I ain't getting there. I'm praying this all this. I'm just praying all of these things are helping you, man. I'm praying that uh, what I'm, what God is saying, you know, because this, even though I'm the one speaking on the mic, this is all God, you know, just speaking through me, man. So I'm really hoping that all of this is helping you all. But on to the next, man. So my thing, this is my question. Do you know God understands your feelings? God not, not only understands our feelings, but he but also cares for our pain. We don't have to say a word for God to know what we think or feel at any point in our existence. God knows us better than anyone else. In Psalm 61, David cried out to God. David was struggling and lost. A simple crowd to God brought David peace and comfort. He was able to see that God was his rock. Mm, I like that. I love that right there. I love that right there. Just like David, we should cry out to God when times become dark or hard. When our hearts and thoughts are overwhelmed, crying out to God brings us stability. It brings comfort and a sense of safety. I'm sure we have all had moments where we thought the light would never shine through darkness. Our struggles, pains, and circumstances may have seemed like they would never end. But a simple cry out to God changed the entire trajectory of our situation and brought deliverance to our lives. Mm. Okay, so here's some reflection you can do. What is something currently overwhelming you that you have not brought to God? And here's a prayer for you all. Lord, I cry out to you, asking for peace, rest, and comfort in my life. Through my darkest moments, the moments I struggle, the times I become overwhelmed, and when I'm lost, I pray for your grace and care. Rest my mind and bring peace through my to my heart. Through my through to my heart, I'm sorry. Place me at the top of the rock so that I can find rest and safety in the rock of salvation. In Jesus' name. Amen. And here's some scripture you can um, lean on from uh, Psalm 61. Oh God, listen to my cry. Hear my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I cry to you for help when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the towering rock of safety, for you are my safe refuge, a fortress where my enemies cannot reach me. Let me live forever in your sanctuary, safe beneath the shelter of your wings. 
And we have made it to the last day of this devotional plan, man. So, do you know how much of a blessing it is for God to sacrifice his son for our sins? I want you all to truly think about that. God loves us so much that he was willing to sacrifice his one and only son. I never understood how deeply that meant throughout my life. But now that I have a better understanding of God and what he truly stands for, I sometimes sit in awe of how great God is. God has given us the hope of eternal life. God's desire is for every one of us to be saved. God wants us to be happy and joyful. He wants us to have hope and peace through the good and hard times. What true power does the enemy hold over us? The answer is that the enemy has no power. What he says or wants us to think doesn't hold any power because God has already shown us his unfailing love by sacrificing his son for us. We were saved the moment Jesus stretched on the cross. Anyone who believes in Jesus Christ will be saved. The message I'm trying to get across is to stop believing a lie. God is telling us in scripture that all we have to do is believe, is to believe. Believe Jesus died for our sins. The attacks of the enemy are insufficient. They hold no weight. The enemy's agenda is to get us to believe in the lie. He wants us to think that things can't get better. He wants wants to believe he wants us to believe that God promises aren't true. If you are ever in, if you are ever in a season in your life with stress, unhappiness, depression, anger, and struggle have started to take effect, always always reflect on the sacrifice God has made. Remember, God's love never fails. You are saved. And here's a lasting prayer. Lord, thank you for sacrificing your one and only son to pay for our sins. Thank you for your immense love. Thank you for everything you have and will do for me. I commit to following Christ. I will have a life of, I will have a life of peace, joy, and happiness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And here's the last scripture. From John 3 verse 16. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son. So that everyone who believes in him will not perish. But have eternal life. And from Romans 5 verse 8. But God showed his great love for us. By sending Christ to die for us. While we were still sinners. I'm praying man. That that, that devotional. Will help you. I'm praying that. Um. That you're able to draw closer to God. I'm pr- I'm praying that you're able to come back to God. Um, I'm just praying that you are saved in this moment, man. And um, I will continue to um, you know, just share God's word to you all, man. And um, I just pray you bear with me in the process. Um, I pray that 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 I'm able to impact you all and just give you the uh, the words of encouragement and love um, that you need in your lives, man. But um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I pray that it helps you, heals you, and, and just brings you back to God, man. You all have a blessed day.